0: You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh, Geeks in progress. Our webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can chat with us in IRC, vote for the FARC headline of the week, or join in our off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme song is Better Nation by Curious Hands and can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Of What's the Rumpus? I'm Adrian Hanna. And I'm Matt Ponkey. Yay! Hooray! This, this time everyone's great. traveling away from New York. Son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: Dude, seriously? This, yeah. This is fail. <laughs> Sigh. This lame. Coats. <laughs> oh, French.
0: That's classy. <laughs> Keeping it classy on What's the Rumpus. Damn right. Oh. All right, tear it up, Holmes. All right. So, uh, some of you out there may have heard of a little project out there called uh, Google Wave, out there, um, which uh, was, was Google's uh, supposed answer to email. It was supposed to be this uh, email replacement that was supposed to be bigger and better than email because, you know, it was supposed to be like an entire conversation taken taking place asynchronously over any amount of time where you can <laughs> yep, you could use you could add pictures and votes and include a bunch of people and people could leave the conversation if it wasn't pertinent to them and you know it, it was supposed to be this really cool thing and it kind of flopped uh, not a lot of people used it I know that I've used I, we actually have used it uh, yeah for- And that
1: was actually quite uh-
0: useful for what we were doing yeah it, it was it was pretty useful in that in that respect but the problem is that that it was kind of buggy uh, and Google decided that they didn't want to deal with it anymore so there were rumors that it was going to be canceled um, but it turns out that Google has decided that they are going to um, that uh, the Google wave developers specifically have decided to submit the code for Google wave. To uh, the Apache Software Foundation, uh, nice. into uh, it's it's called putting a podling into the incubator. Uh, with Apache, they've got their they've got the, this huge um, like project base, and you can you can uh, submit code to them, and they'll decide which projects they're going to actually work on. So wow. it, it may actually become uh, uh it may actually be continue uh, uh, continuous existence as an Apache project. That's pretty cool.
1: I mean, they could have just been like, well, that failed. We're just going to, uh, you know, throw this away. But instead they kind of, instead of just being like, you know, this is our code. We wrote it. You can't have it. They're like, here, you know, take this code. Do what you want with it. You know, if if people want it that bad, they're going to work on it. So, like, that's pretty cool. And it kind of, I, I think that's what I can appreciate most about Google is the fact that they're not one of those companies that's like, it's ours, we made it, you can't have it, kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, that's pretty boss. Yeah, I I, 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 I have a lot of respect for Google to begin with, and that, that just kind of, you know, falls into that uh, respect category, you know. Um, I, I heard a uh, story one time about, uh, you know, these guys, they decided to try out this project and they ended up uh, spending, you know, like a million dollars of uh, Google resources to try and do this project and then it turned out that whatever they were working on just failed miserably and uh, one of this? the, what's that? Who was this that did this? I don't know. It's it's, it's a third-hand story that I, that I heard. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but uh, they had this. Um, they they failed. They did this project and it failed miserably. And everyone was kind of worried about uh, about what was go, You know what was going to happen. You know, probably somebody was going to get fired because they just wasted, you know, a million dollars of Google's money. Um, and but it's Google. They're yeah. like, eh, yeah, million well, dollars. <laughs> well, what happened was uh, one of the one of the uh, founders. Came down to to the, to the office and walked in and just sat down in front of everybody and said said you know good good going guys you know you tried for something and uh, and it didn't work out but you know what at least you tried and then he left and that was that was the end of it, it was it was basically well you know good on you for trying something innovative but uh, it turns out it didn't work
1: oh well yeah I actually read an article one time about Google it was like part of a a bigger article about um, you know which like top 10 software companies to work for and Google was number one because their your performance isn't based on like um, your how much you succeed at something like your performance is based on how hard you try right And how do I explain this like the more you try, it, it doesn't matter if you try a million things and you fail, like almost all of them. As long as you're trying things and and, and trying to be it's, innovative, it's you're, you're, yeah, you're reward. It's you know, you're rewarded for
0: uh, um, taking that efforts.
1: Yeah, right. Which which kind of makes it made me think about a story my grandpa used to tell. My grandpa worked, actually, both my grandparents worked for Ford in their engineering department. Like back in, you know way back in the day and they said the, he told me that the reason that the, the Germans were always ahead of us in automotive engineering was because they weren't afraid to mess up like the American engineers were so afraid of making something that would break or wouldn't work correctly and people would be like oh you fucked up you're gonna get fired you know yep. like in G- German engineering it's like okay you, you tried this oh it didn't work well why didn't it work how can we make it better like let's make it work not oh you're a f- an idiot for messing this up. It's like, okay, what resources do you need to make this work? And that is that is kind of how I see Google as you know you know you you created this um, you know it it might not have worked in the beginning but you know let's work on it and try and make it work which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't like Google Wave it works in that respect but Google Buzz was probably the most terrible. <laughs> Like not a really bad idea for a product but in terms of like implementation and overall rolling out to the public it couldn't I don't think they could have gotten any worse like it yeah. was just it was so bad in the beginning that once they fixed it to a point where it was a good app people had such a bad taste in their mouth for it they were like screw this man I want nothing to do with it yeah. Like I th- I really think that Buzz could have been a, a major competitor to Twitter if they wouldn't have jacked it up so bad in the beginning
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Because that was what turned me off in the first place was like, you know, oh, this shares everything I'm doing with every single person on my contact list? Uh, no.
0: Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, well, we made it better, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't care. I'm not using that stupid piece of crap. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Um, regarding regarding your, uh, your, your thing on, uh, on German engineering, uh, Japanese uh, work mentality in general is, is like that a lot too And the way it was described to me um, when I was dealing with that was um, the, the way that the Japanese look at it The Japanese management techniques, uh, the way they look at it is, is what is the problem instead of who caused the problem Right. So when something goes wrong, you know, in the case of, say, for instance, Google Wave, since that's kind of what we're talking about, instead of instead of the management of Google saying, you know, why didn't this work and who who who's to blame for it not working, you know, they they would instead say, why isn't this working? Okay, so this is this is why it's not working. What can we do to fix it? And in this case, it's let's throw it out there to the the uh, open source community and see what they can do with it. We don't want to waste any more money on this. We know that it seems like a good idea, but we just can't afford to, to continue throwing money at it. So let's see what the open source community can do with it.
1: And that, I think, that in itself is probably one of the reasons that Google has always been so successful. Because all of, I mean, pretty sure all of their stuff's open source, isn't it? Um. Like, like you can take, I mean, you can take like the code for Google Maps and use it to integrate well, into your website and yeah,
0: they've got a they've got they've got a pretty open API. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that that a lot well, of
1: okay, I'm not saying all their stuff is open source. Like you couldn't go in and just get the source code for their entire Gmail server, but
0: right, they're a they,
1: lot more open with their software than say yeah, maybe, yeah, they've got a pretty robust
0: API system for for everything that they do, definitely. So it makes it very easy for developers to
1: implement all of their products into whatever they're doing. Right. You know, and and, and by that means they're spreading their their worth and their. I mean, their their, their I mean, Google is such a, a commanding force on the internet now that it's insane. Yeah. So.
0: I, I don't think I am pretty sure that most people still uh, even though there they're, there's like Bing. That's like trying to be, you know, the new uh, search engine. I still am pretty sure that a vast majority of people use Google as their search engine, and that's like that's like what they started with. That's like the the baseline of, of all Google products, you know.
1: Yeah, and it kind of reminds me like uh, the my Boxy Box, the default search engine on the uh, Boxy browser is Bang. I'm like, no, <laughs> why can't I change you to Google? Alright, cool beans. Alright, so let me see. I have a story. it was fun. Um, Cool story, bro. Yeah, really. So I saw this on uh, Geekology, which is a uh, pretty cool, uh, I don't know if it's like a blog, it's kind of like Life Hacker, except it's not really as popular. Right. Um, it's a concept design for a doorknob that's made of glass, it's a glass globe on either side. So when you walk up to the door, the light coming from the other side of the door is transmitted to the other door handle through the door and then into this glass globe. So you can basically see what's going on the other side of the door.
0: That is neat.
1: I thought it was pretty bad. Here, I'll, uh, I'll link it in the, in the chat. Which I thought was kind of going back to what I was talking about last week where you're taking... Oh... If you're taking like a traditional design, like last thing we talked about, tra- uh, traffic lights. Right. This is more of a, a, um, a play on the, pe- you know, like the peephole, how you see who's at the door. I thought this was kind of cool. Now the only problem is, is I think they can see both ways, <laughs> so it wouldn't be very useful as a peephole because you know you you could see out, but they could also see back in. Right.
0: I'm sure there's a way to. I'm sure there's a way to fix that to make it uh, um, not be to just make it be one way,
1: like uh, like they do in um, like security glass and stuff, where right. it's like you see one way but you can't see the other. Right. Yeah. I would. I would think that would be the best way to go about it. But I just thought it was a pretty interesting way to, you know.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it, like even with like a basic people you know, you look in, in, if you look through the people from inside the room, uh, you see outside in the hallway, but if you look from the outside in, you really can't see anything. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, the most you can see is, is you know, if the light is on inside and if somebody's moving around. Maybe.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: I just. I think it's, an
1: you know, instead of having to put your whole your finger, or finger, uh, <laughs> eye up to the, <laughs> yes, poke the eye hole, that's how you poked over there. <laughs> no, instead of putting your eye up to the door, you can just walk up and look at the door handle, which you're going to grab anyways, and you never, I mean, how many times do you walk up to a door and not at least glance at the door handle to see where it is? Right. So you're going to look in that direction anyways, so I so thought it was an interesting
0: idea. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it, and, you know, and you know, tying that in with uh, with the the traffic light from last week, you know, it's it's really, it, it, I'm really interested to see a lot of uh, um, the you know innovations uh, in in uh, basic in, infrastructure like that. You know, like you have the traffic light, you know, just rethinking the traffic light or rethinking a doorknob into basically a peephole, you know, and you think about, like, you know, th- that kind of innovation, like when they, when they came up with the, uh, the, the hand, the touchless uh, flushing on toilets or sinks, right. you know, that kind right. of thing, it's, it's, you know, just you, you don't even think about the fact that you could use technology in that way and, and then, you know, just throwing that out there and rethinking it, turning the problem on its side and coming up with something really cool like that, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Well, I mean it, it kind of you see so many so much uh, resources devoted to improving things or, or or inventing things that haven't been invented yet you know creating new new technology. It's just interesting to see somebody putting effort into something that already exists, something you take for granted every day yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like definitely. it'd be like if somebody did something with a steering wheel or you know a cup, you know something, something you take for granted every day. You use it every day. You see it every day. It's just one of those things you use all the time but you never think about, is there a way to use this better? Is there a way that this could be more user-friendly? Yeah, definitely.
0: And I, I'm always fascinated by things like that. True story. True that. So, speaking of uh, interesting ways of using uh, technology, new or old, in uh, ways that you never thought of, Um We uh, recently talked about uh, the um, body scanners at airports and the the, uh, uh, TSA gropings and what have you. Um, Some guy came up with an idea uh, for underwear that has lead, lead paint on it. Oh, yeah. So when you go through the full-body scanner, uh, your backscatter still has the image that's painted onto the underwear. And the underwear he's selling has fig leaves over the crotch. So uh, when you do the full-body scan, you still have a, uh, a fig leaf over top of your junk nice. to, to uh, give you uh, a little bit of privacy with the, uh, with the TSA folks.
1: Suck on that, <laughs> TSA. Yeah man. I I actually had a pretty lengthy discussion this weekend with uh, Andrea's uncle about the TSA and like how ridiculous it's just becoming. Like, you know, okay, we're Americans, you know, you're supposed to be protecting us, not, you know, like harassing the general American public. Like, not only is it... the thought of a TSA agent fondling like a five-year-old's junk for bombs just blows my goddamn mind. Yeah, Like, that, that whole thought process is like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me?
0: Excuse me! <laughs>
1: yeah, I, uh... If I saw that, I would have a very hard time not punching the shit out of that guy, which yeah, I mean, you'd yeah. probably go to jail for. <laughs> um... Alright, so in the, uh, the spirit of Thanksgiving, I read a, an article about... Oh, God, what do they call this thing? I have no idea what it's called. But, okay, so basically, what it is, is a 20-pound pig stuffed with 8 pounds of turkey, 6 pounds of duck, 4 pounds of chicken, a Cornish hen, quail bacon, croissant stuffing, and 10 pounds of wrapped bacon. And meat paste. It's gu- yeah, meat paste, glazed with 6 pounds of butter and 2 liters of Dr. Pepper, garnished with a bunch of Baconator cheeseburgers. The grand total <laughs> of calories for the entire, the entire dish is 79,046 <laughs> with 6,892 grams of fat. Jeebus There's a Okay I'm going to share this link And inside the link is a uh, Is a video A YouTube video On like the whole process of how they made this thing Just simply watching it makes me have to crap Like <laughs> <laughs> literally like just watching them put all this meat into this pig and like just grease and bacon 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 oh more bacon more bacon more bacon I'm just like
0: holy crap yeah yeah I uh I I watched that video and uh it um it kind of scared me I mean at first I was looking at it and they're like oh we do this and then we do this and we put some bacon I was like yeah that sounds kind of good I think I could go for that and then they're like and then we put it in this I'm like Okay, I can. I'm still behind this. I'm still behind this. And then they're like, and another two pounds of bacon. I'm like, all <laughs> right. I don't know how I feel about this. And then they're like, and then it's inside a pig wrapped in bacon. I was like, isn't that redundant? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. crazy. I, I think I would still try a a, a slice of it, but uh, yeah. Um, I don't I don't I, know how I feel. I about would
1: definitely that. be very curious about how it tasted. For sure. But uh, whether or not I could eat a slice. <laughs> and, you know, the, the the funny part is, is I, I thought this was going to be just a bunch of, like, nerds doing this. But there was actually some uh, some pretty hot chicks eating <laughs> this stuffed... I mean, this, I, I don't even know what to call it. It's just... Like, that... That belongs on this. Like that. That needs to be the title bar for thisiswhyyourefat.com. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like there's children starving in in Africa, but us Americans, <laughs> we're
0: <laughs> going to
1: we're going to do this.
0: Did you see the uh, the recipe for the uh, the stuffed camel? That's uh, yeah, a
1: yeah 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 at the very bottom. Yeah, of at the uh, very
0: bottom of this article, there's a a recipe for stuffed camel, which is apparently a uh, Bedouin wedding feast. Um, And it's uh, it calls for one whole camel, medium size, one whole lamb, large size, 20 whole chickens, medium size, 60 eggs, 12 kilos of rice, salt to taste, two kilos of pine nuts, two kilos of almonds, one kilo pistachio nuts, 110 gallons of water, five (laughs) pounds of black pepper. So much pepper. Serves friendly crowd of eighty to a hundred.
1: Oh my god. I w- I would actually kind of be interested to try
0: that. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I'm sure there's some place that may like it's got to be some place in the Middle East, but still, that uh, seems like it would be pretty interesting.
0: Although I don't, I've never had camels so uh, either. I, I don't, don't know. even know how what it would compare to. Because aside from aside from the camel, I mean, you could pretty much make that at home, just scaled down a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, much. I mean, you, you can buy all the, uh, everything on the list at the the grocery store, except for camel, and you might have a little bit of trouble finding pine nuts. But that's like that's like oh, you don't go to the grocery store, you go to like the gourmet food store or something like that. The World mm-hmm. Food Store, or whatever you know, but it, it, that seems completely feasible to uh, to to make, and it doesn't seem as as uh, um, pretentious as the uh, turbacon epic
1: meat yeah, fest But it it seems like something that um, you know was like more of a traditional traditional uh, like Middle Eastern feast for like a wedding or something. Right. Right. Not as something like some jackass, uh, you know, decided, oh, I'm going to see how ridiculously fattening I can make this or that or whatever. Right. Okay. Well, I have another one if... uh, Go for it. So, uh... Um... There's, uh, some guy on the internet decided he was going to test, um, three different cell phones, uh, an Android, a uh, Windows 7 phone and, uh, an Apple or an Apple iPhone 4. And he was going to put them on the grill and see which one long lasts the longest.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an interesting
0: uh, cell phone comparison.
1: Yeah. There was a two minute video and, uh, Surprisingly, the uh, the the Windows 7 phone lasted the uh, lasted the longest. Uh, the Android cut out first, and then the uh, the Apple iPhone uh, went second, and then the the Windows 7 phone third. Uh, the interesting part of it is the Apple iPhone 4 was the only one that gave a uh, like a temperature warning. Interesting. Yeah, it was like uh, warning, temperature is way too high. I'm going to explode. And then, <laughs> and then, well, and then it turned off. But right. the rest of them were just like, you know, just die. There was right. no, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to break myself because I'm so warm. Which I kind of think is interesting. Yeah. Seems like something Apple would do.
0: Yeah, just a just you a s- slick little elegant add-on that you never find out about except for when you're. <laughs> lost in the middle of the mojave Desert. yeah
1: <laughs> but then again i was like it, it kind of it kind of seems like something apple would do but then again it doesn't because they would probably be like oh our products are so amazing they'll never <laughs> overheat i am a ginormous douche <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the android fanboy in me coming out a little bit so
0: warning your phone is about to overheat are you holding it properly
1: <laughs>
0: i can't hear you
1: say it again
0: <laughs> so netflix recently started uh, offering a streaming only plan
1: yep already changed my plan to streaming only interesting because i've had the blu-ray stardust sitting on my entertainment center for a month now
0: you know you are probably in the majority uh, I've, been, I, I've been hearing that a lot uh, This week from, uh, from a lot of people About how they have had The same DVD sitting on Their counter for You know, however long And uh, Haven't really watched it And uh, I think that's interesting um, I actually had a, a conversation this weekend With your mother-in-law about that uh, Because uh, I, We talked about, about her area A few weeks back Probably a month back um, you know, and the fact that that there's like no cell reception in where she lives, and the and internet, internet yeah, the internet sucks. So she was talking about you know the the streaming Netflix and how she can't watch it because it it it'll play like five to ten seconds of something and then it stops and has to rebuffer, um, mm-hmm. because the internet's so slow, and uh, and so a, a plan like this is kind of you know it doesn't make sense to her. But people that are in an area where they have decent internet, you know, it might make make more sense. Um, I don't know. I don't think I can actually. I I don't think I could actually give up my uh, my my DVDs that I get.
1: Um, See, really, to me, I you know, I get the Blu-rays because I, I you know, I'm a Blu-ray player. I guess if I had DVDs, I could still copy them. And uh, by that, I mean not illegally. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't ever watch the shit they send me. I think I've watched three DVDs total since I started using Netflix streaming service. That's and true. And seven ninety seven ninety nine a month, I have access to all the movies that I want. You know, and their collection grows every day. So. Right. You know.
0: Well, the my main thing is is you know if I switched over to the uh, the the streaming only plan. Would uh, would my DVD queue go away? Because uh, as it as it stands right now, uh, my DVD queue is basically my uh, hold until it becomes streaming queue. You know. Right. So it's just my list of things that I want to watch when they finally become available streaming.
1: Right. Uh, I can understand that
0: yeah which is also you know it happens to be you know it since this isn't streaming yet I can get it at my house and then watch it on, on my computer or you know rip it and watch it a few days later Mm-hmm. and you know there's the occasional DVD that I, that I enjoy watching like the special features for and uh, you know if I had the streaming only plan I don't think I well I know that I would never be able to do that
1: true but like I, th- I mean, for me, I just you know if it's not available, chances are I'm gonna download it anyway. So.
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: So I mean, it's for me, it's pointless to spend the extra money.
0: Yeah, well, I and mean, you know, to to be fair, uh, I don't you know the 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 rarity in which I decide I want to watch the special features on a DVD is, I mean, it's like I've probably done that with maybe five movies in the whole time I've had Netflix. Right. Where I've been Where I've specifically wanted to watch the, the, the special features Otherwise it's like oh hey let's see what special features Are on this disc Oh none? Okay <laughs> right. I'm you know, that's something that really pisses me off about DVDs. You know, when you when DVD when they first started making DVDs it was like, it was like here, here's the movie. Yeah, it's kinda crappy quality, but uh you know what? There's an extra six hours of, of special features on this DVD, including, you know, commentary tracks, which I never listened to, and you know, other things. And it's like it's like, oh this is really cool. And now you get DVDs and it's like, oh, we've got this DVD and it's and it's okay, okay quality, but we decided not to put anything else on it either. Well, you could watch it in French if you want, but that's about it. And it's like, you know what? Screw you. That's retarded. You know, usually how it rolls is,
1: oh, here's the DVD or here's a Blu-ray. You know, it's got the movie. If it's Blu-ray, it's pretty you know it's great quality right and like no special features and then three months down the road they're like super dangerous special edition and now with 16 hours of special features and the same movie you bought three months ago right oh so you went out and you were excited about this movie coming out and now you bought it because you want to see the movie in blu-ray but now you want all the special features so are you going to double dip and buy it again and spend just that much more money what happened to releasing one movie and being done with it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I it it completely blows me away that that, you know stuff like and you know I I can't I can't vouch for this because I haven't really seen a lot of uh, of Blu-rays but I remember when Blu-rays first came out and like they were like they had the commercials for it they were touting you know oh look it's it's blu-ray it's so awesome look the video it's great and then the sound quality is amazing and also we have the all these features that are in line with the movie so when you're watching the movie this little thing pops up and you can click on it and you're still watching the movie but in the Bottom half of the screen, you've got this really cool thing that explains what's going on and shows you specs on really cool technology in the movie and stuff like that. And and I, I saw that. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. That's never going to happen. And, I, I you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience with Blu-ray, but have you ever seen a movie that had, like, the inline special features?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I've, I, seen, no, I've, I've actually seen a couple. Like, um, one of the, the best uh, examples I could use is Watchmen. Okay. Like, Watchmen has a feature in it where you can basically watch the movie, and in the bottom right hand corner is Zack Schneider, Schneider, the guy who directed right. the movie, and he basically you're watching the like, like you're watching the movie, and his comments are in time with what you're watching. So basically what they did is they sat him down and recorded him watching the exact same movie that you're watching and then timed it up with the movie so all of his commentary goes directly along with what's happening in the
0: movie interesting yeah, yeah. that's like the, the super ultra mega special edition the like the 15th release of that movie though isn't it? right
1: no no that was I, I the reason I know it is I just bought it because they had it on uh, like they had Watchmen for 799 on Amazon Okay. So I, you know, grabbed it up because it's eight bucks for a Blu-ray, and they have the, it's, you know, it was the. Now they came out with the Ultimate Cut, which is basically Watchmen, um, the, oh God, what's it called? The Tale of the Black Fre- uh, Freighter, and then the, there was one more, but there was three parts to the story. And basically, what it does is it ties all. It's it's like three movies in one, and they tie it all into one storyline. Right. Because technically, Tales of the Black Freighter is supposed to take p- place like halfway through the movie, and then, goddamn, what's the name of that book? Um, that they write in The Watchmen. Um.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They're like, that's introduced in the movie, too. So what they do is instead of just skipping over it in Watchmen is like a plot point, it basically cuts at that scene and goes into that entire storyline and then comes back where it left off. So it basically is one full uh, storyline. So it's exactly like, the comic, exactly like the graphic novel. Nice. See, in that respect, I could see being like, okay, yeah, I'll pay an extra... Ten bucks to get that because it's basically three movies in one, and you get the entire storyline, which right. is I'm cool. I'm cool with, but like, but yeah, example, exa- two Perfect examples are Lord of the Rings and fucking uh, Avatar you know, super extended edition. Oh, and, and okay, here's the, the regular edition. Now you've got the extended edition of the, the original movie, which has got all the special features. Oh, now you've got the special extended edition, which includes 16 minutes of uh, of new footage. And oh, let me see, in probably about another month, they're going to come up with another super-duper extended edition, who has the 16 minutes and extra behind-the-scenes crap. It's like, why couldn't you just do that in the beginning?
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: You know, I, I, and I refuse, I mean, I bought the original Avatar, the just the one with the movie on it. I'm not going to buy another copy because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, that movie wasn't that great. Right. You know, I liked, I liked the special effects and the movie itself was visually awesome, which is why I bought it. But I'm not going to pay all that extra money for 16 minutes of, of footage.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The movie was great. It was, uh, it was, it was probably one of the more uh, memorable movies that I've seen in recent history. I'm not gonna go out and buy it 17 times. I'll buy it the yep. once, and I'll be satisfied with it. I don't care what extra crap you come out with. I'm not gonna buy it again. I have it yep. the once. I'm not gonna get it again.
1: Yeah, and I think that's. I think it all depends really on the director you know, like Peter Jackson is really notorious for double dipping, you know, putting the uh-huh. standard editions out and the extended editions, which is what they did on D V D and doing the same thing on Blu ray. Yep. Um um frickin' James Cameron who started this whole thing with Avatar and now they're talking about releasing, you know, all the old, all, J- all the old James Cameron movies on on Blu-ray, and those are probably going to be three or four different editions. And there's going to be a special edition where you buy the Blu-ray and it's three hundred dollars, and a life-size replica of the Titanic shows up, and it's got a Blu-ray in the middle of it, you know.
0: And it gives you a blowjob. And
1: <laughs> nope, that's
0: an extra fifty bucks. All right, that's the next version.
1: Yep, but there's there's directors like uh, Christopher Nolan, you know. Right. The, the the Inception Blu-ray, which is coming out in the next couple of weeks. Can't wait. Straight out of the gate, has all the special features and behind-the-scenes crap in it. You know, there's there now. There's a standard edition, which has just got the movie and maybe a couple little uh, special features. And then there's also the special edition, which has got you know a special case and it's got a lot of different special features. But you have the choice up front to buy it. You know, which one do you want to buy? They're both coming out on the same day. So the super fans can go spend the extra money on the extended version, while yes. the other people can just buy the regular edition. Same thing with uh, Ridley Scott, who just released the uh, Alien anthology you know they had the regular boxed edition got the four movies in it got a little bit of special features then they've got the special box version it looks like one of the alien eggs and it's got a shit ton of extra stuff in it you can pay extra money for it but they basically released at the same time so the fans don't have to go oh i'm gonna buy the regular edition and then three months down the line i'm gonna have to drop another 60 bucks to buy this other bullshit
0: that that's that's the way to do it um and I have such respect for fucking
1: directors like that. You know, why are you trying to fuck over your fans? It's just,
0: it's just going to make people hate you. Yeah, it's going to make people want to pirate the movie. And then, exactly. and then they're going to hold out. So people are going to pirate the movie. You're not going to make any money off of, you know, editions 1, 2, and 3 that you release. And then, you know, you're going to be like, oh, fuck it, edition 4. Here, it's a bunch of crap. And you kind of half-ass it. And people are like, finally, it's the final release. And then they'll go buy that one.
1: You know? It's what I did it's what I did with Lord of the Rings. I downloaded all three of the Blu ray rips. You know, it was it's like forty five gigs, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking spend thirty or forty No, I almost bought them this weekend because they were selling the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu ray for like eight bucks. Uh-huh. But I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have bought I would have bought it for that price. I would have doubled it for eight bucks, but yeah. If if I had to spend any more than that, no way. Yeah, I'm well, probably, a totally couple extended edition.
0: Yeah, a couple years ago, um, Trent Reznor released an album, and uh, it 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 was notable for several reasons. Um, the first of which was the fact that he released it on his own, uh, independent of any label. Uh, but the second thing was is that he released it. There were, I think, six different editions of the album that he released. At the same time, and it was there was the basic, which was, hey, here's my album. Come to my website and download it for free. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, you want the CD of it? Okay, here's the CD of it. That'll cost you, you know, seven bucks. And then it was, okay, here's the CD with a little bit of extra material with it. Okay, here's uh, the album on DVD. Also, it has some concert footage and a bunch of extra material. And then it was like, here's, you know. Here's the here's the CD of the album. Here's a CD full of extra information. Here's a DVD of concert footage plus a documentary of me making uh, this album plus a bunch of uh, of you know papers, the lyrics and and etc. Some photos. Uh, and a really cool you know apparatus to keep it all in. And then here's the best edition you know that you're paying you know one hundred and fifty dollars for. and that's got you know all of everything previous, plus tickets to any concert in my next tour and this other thing. And it was like you know there was it was you know a, a range of of things and 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 it was really cool because you you, you got to choose. I mean, so if you're a passing nine inch nails fan, you go out and you just download the album and you go, wow, this is really cool. I'm really happy. I got this now. And I didn't have to pay anything for it. This is really cool. You know, you get a <laughs> little bit further into it. And it's like, I really like this album here. Let me buy the CD for it, you know? And then you get into, you know, the diehard fans and they're like, Oh man, I pay $150. I get all this crap and I get to a, go to a concert on his next tour. I'm hit, you know? And, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it just shows
1: a basic respect for your fan base, giving absolutely. your fan base the opportunity to um, to choose. You know, absolutely.
0: And 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 you know, and the the thing is, is that that people that do that, they get a lot more respect because they respect their fans. They don't treat yep. their fans like, like they're just, you know, bags I'm of meat bank. carrying around a bunch of money that, that, that you know, you're trying to get from them. They treat them like, I you appreciate me, so I'm going to appreciate you.
1: Yep. I totally agree. I mean, I have such a bad taste in my mouth for, you know, for people that try and double dip that, I mean, it's it, it makes it hard for me to actually consider buying any of their products.
0: Yeah, I used to buy DVDs all the time, and I find it really hard to, uh, to to actually purchase DVDs anymore for the same reason that I stopped purchasing CDs. You know, it's not worth it because, and and especially with 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 DVDs, because you know you you always know that there's going to be another edition that comes out. You know, it's true.
1: Well, I you know my thing with uh, with Blu-rays, you know I, I enjoy you know there's there's if if I if I like the movie, chances are I'm just going to download it and be done with it. But you know, if I really loved it, like Inception, that'll be a, that'll be a, a purchase for me. I'll buy that just so I have that that copy, so I can watch it in full HD glory without any you know. Even even when you get it like a Blu-ray rip, there's still going to be some loss in quality here and there. So if I really care about the quality of the movie and I really want to see the movie in its prime, I'll I'll buy it. You know, I'll go out and spend the the fifteen or twenty bucks to buy that movie.
0: Also, you know, if you really like the movie, you know, you feel like you want to support, you know, the people that made it, so you, yeah. you are more willing to throw money at it.
1: Exactly. Yep. If they don't treat me like I'm a fucking child.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, my my perfect example is uh, Star Wars. You know, uh, it's not as not nearly as bad as like like the. Uh, the The Lord of the Rings, um, specifically with the DVDs, but you know you've got thirty years worth of uh, of terribleness, um, uh, of of uh, exactly what we're talking about. You know, I mean, they they released the original version, then you know, twenty years later, you know, that you have the see. It's ten years the late.
1: exact opposite with with Star Wars, though. It's like I I want the like. Give me the newest format, but make it as basic as possible. I want the like completely original Star Wars. Don't don't put any special effects in it or fuck with the video at all. I just want you to up the uh, resolution and make the sound better and give it to me.
0: Right. right. I, don't and, and,
1: want, I don't want all this crappy CGI and extra special shit. You know, if there's a bunch of if there's a bunch of behind the scenes crap in there, that's awesome because if. There's one thing that I love, it's, the, like, behind-the-scenes Star Wars stuff, and, like, seeing how they made the movie back in the day. But- oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, And but, but, I mean, you know, you look at it, and it's like, you know, you have, okay, so you have VHS that comes out, so then you have VHS, and then you go to, you know, they have the special edition, so then they stop selling the original version in VHS, and they start selling the special edition in v- VHS. So you don't even have a choice anymore, and, you know, it's, the P- and so you start having a little bit of a clamoring of fans that are like we want the original version because the special edition sucks, and then you know it goes and goes and then people are like release the DVDs release the DVDs and George Lucas says fuck you we're not releasing DVDs <laughs> I do what I want motherfuckers yeah and 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 then all of a sudden you know out of nowhere oh there's the DVDs but we took the special edition and we we amped it up a little bit and you're like you're like okay well maybe you made it better well. You know what, in some instances they made it better, in some instances they made it worse. Uh, but the point is that there are so many people out there that still want to see the original, that want the original on DVD, but he's like, "No, we're not going to do that. Oh, and here's a new version." Oh, maybe maybe it'll be better. You should check it out because we touched it up a little bit. You go and watch it and you're like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, seriously. Like that's probably one of the only movie series where I'm I'm, you know, I don't 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 fuck with it. Don't add any special effects or shine up. You know, don't take your little. You know, it. it the best part of, about Star Wars is the little shit. Like, like when you in like the original version, when you used to be able to see the like the the rod on the uh, on the hovercraft when it was coming around. You know, you could you could see it floating, and it, like that was the cool stuff. I don't want you to take that out. I understand that that uh, you know. That te- technology has gotten better, and that you know CGI and everything is the new way to make movies. But the best part about Star Wars was the fact that they did all of that without any CGI. So that's how I want to see it. If you're, if, yeah, upgrade the graphics. It's probably going to make that movie look a lot worse than it originally looked. But that, that's how I want to see it.
0: Yeah. At
1: least, at least, at least, give me the option.
0: Well, it, you know what? There there are things about, about like the DVD edition of that movie that I really liked. Like in uh, Cloud City, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, how they changed it from being plain white walls all through the city to being actually windows, and you could actually look out and see Bespin. That was kind of right. cool to me. The, you know, the very subtle things like that I, I enjoyed. But you know what? It, it, it doesn't matter. The original was still better because of one fact, and that fact is – shop first. God damn it.
1: Fuck yes. I think every nerd in the world would agree with you on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, and 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 so so any any subsequent version of that movie is ruined for me because it because it, it, you know, so I, I will I will grant George Lucas the fact that he is the creator of the series and he can rec- retroactively change whatever he wants about it. I may not be happy with it, but it is his Prerogative to do what he wants with his own intellectual property that's fine whatever the fact that they went in and half-assed that scene to make it make it look like Greedo shot first but they, they they did it so terribly that it's so obvious that they changed it ruins it just ruins you know, it
1: I, I you know I, I have to disagree with you on that I I don't care how well they did it if they if it was flawless it's Still goes against the part of the point that they were trying to make in the original movie is that Han was like Han was a good guy, but he was one of those good guys that still had a, a, a like an, an evil side to him. He wasn't he wasn't
0: he wasn't good, he wasn't bad, he was just there and he did yeah, what he needed to survive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. he was gritty, he you know,
1: sometimes he shot first, sometimes he didn't wait for somebody to be the aggressor to defend himself. Sometimes he's just like, Fuck you, greedo, you're dead.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that, that that told like the fact that he tried to reverse that and, and turn it around, and make Han Solo seem like the white knight, and you know he's all good and blah 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 blah. No. Yeah. Was... Well,
0: okay, I I agree with you on that point, but but the but the point is is that the the fact that they they did it so poorly, it just just makes it worse. It's rubbing salt in the wound. Oh well, yeah, it was
1: it was definitely an insult to injury. That that I can totally agree on. Yeah, that was. I mean the the. the fact that they botched it up and did a terrible, terrible job—I mean, that doesn't help at all. Yeah. not even. So, um, so I have a, <laughs> I have a story for the uh, Japan, you so crazy segment. This uh, comes from Topless Robot. And it is their super terrific Japanese thing called the Welcome to Japan bra. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Japan's infinite knowledge and wisdom, they decided it would be a good idea to let me put this in the show in the show notes. Um, they're going to create a bra. It's kind of like a uh, more like lingerie than a bra. Basically, this hot Japanese chick wears it, and she stands by the international terminal at Japan. And she's got this little thing that kind of looks like a uh, an, like an outfit that a, a stewardess would wear. It's got a skirt, but oh, the uh, the skirt comes undone, and oh, there's a map of Japan inside. <laughs> <laughs> would you look at that? And then. Oh my god, on Japan there is a uh, little <coughs> excuse me, there's little plush uh plush animals and uh, what's that? Oh that's is that a plush Mount Fuji? Oh, <laughs> hey look, it's a plush uh plush uh Tokyo. Like okay. So to make things better, uh you go up the the dress and in between her pits are two buttons. <laughs> yeah. One button says "Welcome to Japan" and then babbles on about the wonders of Japan and this and that and the other thing in like three different languages. And there's two buttons and both of them say different things in like four different languages. (laughs) That is the entire point of the outfit is to just be a ginormous uh, selling point on Japan. Plastered on some hot Japanese girl so that the American (laughs) perv that gets off the airplane is going to be like ooh I want some of that.
0: Or any perv.
1: Uh, Well that's true. I don't know. I personally i never had a thing for japanese chicks like there's
0: yeah but dude japanese or not you walk into an airport and you see some chick that's like taking her clothes off and like rearranging it to show you parts of japan it's like he's like oh look at my left nipple there is that is a place you should go it's a sushi restaurant in tokyo you go oh well okay i'm just gonna look at your boob then i guess so I don't know. It'd be different if it was like some
1: hot Brazilian girls. I, I, like I said, I've never had a thing for you know, these chicks, but that's not part of the podcast. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry. I gotta put this. I gotta put this in the show notes.
0: <laughs> All right. So the link that uh, that you that just shared is a. Uh, a uh, that looks almost like it's a uh, an air freshener for a car, and it's uh yeah. the te- it's the teenage mutant ninja turtles with April from the classic uh, early eighties late or late eighties early nineties uh, cartoon um, with April O'Neil standing around a pizza and it says underneath it says chicks dig guys that eat out <laughs> classic <laughs>
1: so awesome. <laughs> alrighty, so I've got one more story Um, my god, this guy's insane Um, well, it's not really something, I I guess it is special and it's not it's basically a YouTube, a uh, a two and a half minute YouTube video of a guy named Michael who is a uh, veteran who has no arms shooting and reloading a gun with his feet.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: I was thoroughly impressed watching this video. (coughs) Oh, wow. The the guy has some serious dexterity. And, like, to the point where he grabs the clip, like, empties the... It, like, makes... Takes the clip out of the gun, makes sure the gun is empty, locks the the bolt in place so it's you know, it's safe, you know, the chamber's open, locks it open, and then grabs the clip and begins loading rounds into the clip with his feet. That's insane. You know, you you hear about you know these like people who lose their arms or people in Africa who don't have arms and they're like using their feet to do all kinds of crazy shit, but you rarely ever see a video of it. And this was just like, uh, what? (laughs) This is insane. Yeah. But but awesome.
0: Yeah, totally. That's that's man, I I couldn't imagine having that kind of dexterity with my feet. Oh yeah. Like even remotely. Not not even.
1: You kind of have to, I guess. Yeah. If you don't have arms.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about it, and it's like I have trouble, like, like picking things up with my foot, let alone, you know, trying to.
1: Holding r- a gun steady enough where you can hit a target. Yeah. You would not want to fuck with that guy. No sir.
0: <laughs> All right. So the study of the week. This week's study of the week is, um, a one, Dr. Alan Hirsch, the director of Chicago's Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Center, uh, t- recently did a, uh, a study on, on smells in regards to, um, the male sex drive and found that pumpkin pie, uh, will get, The uh, as he puts it, the biggest rise out of men is eighteen to sixty-four. Really? Uh, Yeah. Apparently, apparently, the a a uh, mixture of lavender and pumpkin pie will uh, increase penile blood flow by an average of forty percent.
1: That is insane.
0: It's completely insane. Um, and apparently, according to uh, our good Dr. Hirsch, the, uh, um, he speculates that uh, what's happening is that these odors are uh, causing a reduction in anxiety. And since there's, uh, the anxiety is reduced, it acts to uh, remove inhibitions and causes uh, easier erections, I guess. Wow. So... Um, I saw that and couldn't help but think that I need to share that with the world. So there you <laughs> go. learning Pump- how to get it up. Eat pumpkin pie, get a hard on. <laughs> That's why
1: I'm not a big fan of pumpkin pie. <laughs> I don't like getting boners in public. <laughs> Cause you hate fun. <laughs> nope, just hate getting boners in public. <laughs> not really against the fun part. <laughs>
0: Fail of the week This week's fail of the week uh, Students in a Massachusetts school Were banned from Carrying pencils to school (laughs) Um, Apparently uh, Two sixth graders Were um, I guess An entire class was told Specifically not to Um bring pencils to school anymore because they were considered to be um, materials to build weapons. Um, and what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, they told they were told that they would be provided pencils in class and that they were not allowed to carry them with them anymore. Um, the the uh, they were given a, there was a memo given to all of these students by um, by their teacher I guess and uh, it was without the approval of the, the school board so like this teacher is actually starting to get is actually going to be getting in trouble for, for this because uh, uh, the parents of these students uh, went all crazy about it and with, uh, with good reason I, I, it's definitely a fail because what the fuck is this world coming to? You can't bring pens or pencils to school because you might use them to kill someone. Jesus Christ.
1: That, with the. Between that and the, uh, the TSA bullshit, it's like, you yeah. know, come on, dude. <laughs> Look at, I mean, the TSA is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I agree. I agree. <sighs> If, 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 if America didn't have such a crappy uh, foreign policy it'd be like I'd want to move out of the country but <laughs> it, it, it goes along the lines of it's it's better to be on the inside of the people that have the crappy foreign policies than on the outside so that's true
0: so on that bombshell I believe that that is the rumpus uh, that's the rumpus Yay. that's the rumpus <laughs> I will not be singing that <laughs> i choking, double choking, living on my spleen. I'm dying I'm some time. Newspaper cancellation can't believe his intellect. Can't believe these words are true. I double my It seems that the words escape out of stage. That's not really true. We all to win. Put faith in demonstration. Gotta build a better nation. Dreaming, I'm here with you. Don't be lying, motherfucker. <laughs>